What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Maccas. The McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas. This week, our guest is former Australian cricket captain, Ricky Ponting. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with your old pals, Tom and Eddie, from the Hello Sport podcast. We are here with you on the SEN Airwaves, back for another rip-snorter of an interview. The great, the powerful Ricky Ponting. Mate, um, big summer coming up. You must be jam-packed. Yeah, I've been pretty busy already, actually. The, you know, I think I've done four of the five Big Bash games that have been played already. So flew back into Melbourne from uh, Launceston this morning and then off to Perth tomorrow for the start of the Test Series. So Crazy schedule. Your, uh, your, your wife must be very um, forgiving, giving the summer, the summer schedule. She must be used to it, though, now, I guess. Yeah, no, she's, she's used to it. That, that's um, probably where I got lucky that we, when we met, I was obviously on the road a lot and playing a lot. So both her and all the kids sort of only know one way that dad's, a, dad's away a bit of the year. I mean, this year's been a bit of an exception, really, with, you know, IPL, World Test Championship, Ashes, World Cup, all in the same year, it's been a, a lot more time away than normal. But, uh, but yeah, it's been fun though as well. There's a part of it where it feels like the cricket calendar generally, and obviously the Ashes is not every single year, but just like it's getting more and more jam-packed. Like every year it seems like we're sort of going like, oh, it's been a busy year, but it almost is becoming the norm. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably pretty fair. I mean, and it's be- I mean, it's probably because you're sort of following a lot of the star players around as well, right? A lot of the bigger name players now are playing you know, more and more tournaments every year. It's not, not just the international stuff, but, you know, with IPLs popping up and, you know, Major League Cricket and all these other big events that are, that are happening, the, you know, the modern player, probably more so the modern player that's coming towards the end of their inter- international career is playing, you know, probably a lot more than, than ever before. And, and, you know, and we talk about the Aussie boys, but the Indian guys play more than anyone else. I mean, they, they play a serious amount of cricket. So yeah, it's, it's been a big... Twelve months already for the Aussie the Aussie guys. As I said, the Test summer is about to start. Then they go to New Zealand after that, and the IPL rolls around, and the T Twenty World Cup straight after that. So, <laughs> you know, you talk about it being a busy year. Well, it's just it's just starting. It's almost like a busy life. I remember we spoke to I think it was Dave, Dave. Warner at the start of the yeah. year, and he was like, "Oh, you know, we're heading to India, and then I'm not home till November, and like all the different things in between." And then, as you say, it's back, and then it's Australian summer, and then it's New Zealand, and then it's like yeah. it is almost like your career starts, and then you're basically on planes until you retire. Exactly right. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's pretty much. Even when I was playing, it was it was about eleven months of the year out of your own home. Then, I mean, that's that's ten or eleven years ago. So, and that was without me playing much, you know, IPL or any of these other um, other other um, tournaments happening around the world. Because even you think about the Australian summer. You know, say say you live in Melbourne like I, I do now, or you live in Sydney. You, you only have the one Test match and probably one one day in your home state for the entire summer. And the summer sort of, you know, middle of November through until mm. you know early March. Um, so you know, through that period, you've only you've only got sort of a week and a half probably in your in your own home. Was it was it difficult being on the road with the boys for that long? Like, was there were there ever moments where um, you just you had to just go for a nice long walk and just get away from someone? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a long time. You know, an Ashes tour when I first started. So my, my first Ashes tour in 97 was about four months um, away with, with a, you know, the same group of guys. And, you know, it's been well documented maybe over the last few weeks that not everyone sees eye to eye, not everyone all the time. I mean, a lot of the teams that I played, you know, I think it was one of the great strengths of those teams was how close the guys were. And, you know, it wasn't – you could have dinner with a different bloke most nights and – and still have a pretty good time, but you still need, you know, you still need your own time. And people, you know, even with me now, you know, in a period like this where I've, you know, been away a lot and travelled a lot, I love just to be able to sit at home on a Friday night and be on the couch and not have to worry about, you know, making small talk or or talking to people because I, I sort of feels like I spend most of my life sort of doing that talk mm-hmm. talking. And I'm not a great talker at the best of times. And, you know, my wife and I are pretty private people. So, yeah, I, I do enjoy that time. And whether it's just going for a walk or grabbing the dog or, you know, playing, getting being on the golf course for a, a day, a week or whatever, it's important you've got your own time as well. We've got the first test starting on Thursday. This is coming out the week after the first test will have finished. But just to talk generally about Pakistan coming up, I think I saw something the other day about you. It was, I think it was a quote from yourself about how last time Pakistan came here, you said it was the worst bowling attack to ever tour Australia, but then you retracted that <laughs> and you've sort of applied that. <laughs> you've applied that now to this current group of uh, touring Pakistan bowlers. Is that correct? I mean, you, you guys are no better than that. Don't believe everything you read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it was. Someone, someone went after me for a couple of weeks there on on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was because it there was another quote for me attributed to all the millions and billions of dollars that the BCCI are spending on their cricket and changing venues for Walker and it was there were all these quotes that were just made up for me. <laughs> um, and that Pakistan, that Pakistan bowling attack one was another one. So someone had it in for me, but. Um, yeah, look, look. Actually, I, I actually, I might, I might have said it last time because that attack, they, <laughs> that attack they did bring out here in the last series was, um, yeah, was way below the expectation that you have for a Pakistani fast bowling brigade. You know, that's one thing that they've probably always prided themselves on over the years is is their their quality and their depth of their fast bowling, and it wasn't, it just wasn't on display last time here in Australia. I mean, Afridi was here last time, but they had a young. Nassim Shah just making his debut on that in that series, and the other guys they brought were, um, you know, what I felt at that stage, well below um, test quality and test standard. But and it, look, it, the disappointing thing I think for Pakistan in this series is Harris Ralph not being there. You know, deciding to pull himself out of that this tour to to play in the Big Bash is it's great for the Big Bash, but it doesn't doesn't send a great message to. Uh, to Pakistan or to world uh, to world Test cricket, to be honest, that one of your star players um, chooses is a domestic comp over representing your country. Is there an element with that where you've kind of got Australian cricket like uh, cannibalising its own product a little bit, where you've got like the Big Bash taking a player out of the summer? Like, is there something there where you should be where there should be something in place to stop that from happening, or is it sort of you can't help it? Yeah, I mean, it's been to be totally honest. It's been the one negative against the Big Bash from its inception is that we don't get to, it, you know, the the internationals. We don't get to see the our best Australian players playing in the Big Bash because they run simul, you know, simultaneous alongside the you know the Australian Test summer. So, you know, for the Big Bash to ever perform it at its optimum and be the best it could ever be, you, you want to see as many of the Australian players playing in that comp. And you know, we saw evidence of that last year at the end of the. Uh, the test summer last year when you know guys like Steve Smith could come back into the big bash you know what what impact that had on the tournament crowds at the ground went up 
you know, viewing viewership at home went up uh, and the tournament all of a sudden got a bit of a buzz back around it again because the, the best Australian players were playing. So you don't want to see that, but, it, you know, it's probably a, a bit of a reflection on on the modern game more than anything. You know, with the amount of money that's around now in these domestic comps, I'm really worried about the West Indies with their cricket and, um, you know, some of these other smaller countries where their their national contracts probably maybe 10% of what they can make, um, when you know, for an IPL contract or something like that. So it, it's it become, when you're a professional player, right, you've got such a short um, lifespan in the game, you can understand why some of these players are making those decisions. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Do you like the fact that there's going to be more tests in January? Like, is that a, do you think that's good or do you prefer, I just, we were discussing before we, before we jumped on here, like I'd sort of forgotten that we usually would have had a test by now, but I haven't found too put out by that. And that could obviously be for the world cup, but like, how do you see the way it's gone this year uh, generally? Well, it's, it's been fine for me because I, as a, I've, I was actually away in India for that, for that month, for the back half of the, of the world cup. And then, you know, only home for a sort of a week and a half. And then I'm rolling straight into the big bash. So it's, for me personally, this year it's it's worked fine, um, and, and it's it's a one off year as well. This one with um, with the with the World Cup just having been where it, where, where it was, and um, I think next summer we've got India in Australia, which will be five tests. So, I, so I'm, I'm against India, so I reckon that'll probably roll back into the the normal sort of starting time, which would be sort of late November, get a couple of games in before the Boxing Day test, and then finish in Sydney like we historically and traditionally have. So. Um, I found it okay this year, but um, yeah, I mean, I, the traditionalists will be the the ones probably to ask more about how yeah. they have felt around the summer. 